Hey guys, it is Abdul for the good folks from Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware, downtown Annapolis. You know, I had a little bit of a health issue lately and I lost a lot of weight, almost like 60 pounds. Now, some of that was on purpose. Some of that was from the hospital stay, uh, but I had to get some new clothes. And so guess where I'm going? That's right. I'm going to Leon Tailoring because Larry, Norm, Kim and Judy, they've taken my measurements for years and the measurements have dropped a little bit. And so they'll take care of me just like they'll take care of you. So swing on by Leon Tailoring. Don't tell me you lost weight. They'll be able to tell if you have or not. Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware, downtown Indianapolis. Well, it is the last day of work for the good Dr. Christine Box. Uh, she is a public health director uh, here in the state of Indiana. So we're talking here today on her last day of work. So Dr. Box, uh, first of all, thank you very much for being with us. And everybody knows so, uh, you're a little under the weather today. So if you sound a little different, or you're not doing your Tina Turner impersonation, you just got a little bit of a frog in your throat. Exactly. I think being at the Children's Museum and the zoo and all the play parks with the kids, I actually got pink eye for the first time since I was a a junior medical student on my peds rotation and laryngitis. So there you go. Got to get over it. No worries. Um, so let me ask you, uh, apart from physically, how are you feeling right now on your last day on the job? So, you know, physically, obviously, I'm trying to get over something, so that's difficult. But I think emotionally, um, it hasn't had, I haven't had a chance for it to really hit me yet. I've just been, you know, very busy right up until the end, and we had to delay kind of our going away with the state um, agencies today till the 22nd of June. So I think it'll really hit me a, a lot more at that point in time. I'm also having a, a gathering for the Governor's Public Health Commission here on June 15th to try to, you know, celebrate all the work that so many of them did to make um, Senate Enrolled Act 4 possible. And speaking of the governor, let's talk about the governor's public health commission. Um, how is all that going? Uh, are you guys happy with what the legislature did with uh, funding some of the some of the programs that the health commission wants to do? And uh, did you guys get? Are you guys getting the buy-in from the county government so it's going to be necessary to carry all these out? Great questions. We are over the moon with the response that we got from our legislators. You know, the ability to have sixty-three of our. Um, legislators, whether they were representatives or senators, um, sign on the bill um, and the support that we got and that we really got 75% of the amount of money that we asked for, whether that was for EMS or for the trauma care system or for the ability to um, support our local health department. So very, very blessed that our legislators were so willing to listen and be engaged and um, to improve the final product. Um. What about uh, the local governments? I know some locals were concerned that uh, this would be like a, a state expansion of, of whatever or kind of telling local governments and counties what to do. Uh, can you clear up that misconception for us if you could? Yeah, so we worked really hard and some of our legislators helped to actually put additional language in the bill to kind of reassure local elected officials that this was not a takeover of the state or even a regional regionalization of public health, but providing support at the state level and expertise to our local health departments in whatever areas they felt they needed it. And that really the goal of this was to help to restructure public health and to at the same time give them the funding that they need to be able to make sure that we can have the same services available in every county, regardless of where you live in Indiana. Um, it's interesting. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, that that's all I was saying with that. Oh, no worries. Uh, did you guys find more resistance? Uh, maybe some of the smaller, more rural counties, or did did it really matter where the where the quote unquote opposition came from or concerns came from? 
I would say that <clears throat> many of them were smaller rural counties, um, but we spent a lot of time working with our county commissioners and our county council members um, and um, also auditors and other individuals across the state to reassure them um, about the importance of their leading this within their county um, and the fact that the goal of this is to bring not only the elected officials and the public health people and the healthcare systems and the hospital systems to the table, but also the not-for-profit organizations so that there isn't a duplication of services within the community, so that there is an assurance that all populations are being served and that there are not gaps in services in any one particular area of public health that we would be addressing. Our guest in the program today is Dr. Christine Box, uh, the outgoing public health commissioner. But today is her last time of the job as we record this conversation. So we're just sort of reflecting on our time and tenure uh, as a public health commissioner. Uh, Dr. Box, obviously, we can't talk about your time as a public health commissioner unless we're talking about COVID and COVID-19 and its impact on Indiana. Uh, how do you think the state managed? You know, I think that history will show that the state of Indiana did a really amazing job at addressing COVID and protecting individuals' lives and livelihoods. And that our state, despite um, some of the deficiencies in funding and infrastructure for public health, really stepped up. I, I've got to say that my right arm, you know, was our Indiana National Guard and other state agencies, and my left arm was our hospital systems. They stepped up amazingly so, to the point where <clears throat> many of my other um, colleagues as state health commissioners across the, the United States would say, Dr. Box, I, how did you get your hospital systems to do that? And I'm like, well, what do you mean? And they're like, well, did you, did you pay them extra? And I'm like, no, did, did the governor sign an emergency order that they had to do it? And I'm like, no. And they're like, well, how did you get them to respond and to, to give that time and to be, you know, the individuals that pass these uh, immunizations out to begin with to all of the counties around them? And I said, we asked them. And that's the way it was in the state of Indiana. We asked people to step up, and they did. Um, there been some. There was some criticism with the with the with the mask mandates, with the with the stay at home orders. Uh, do you folks regret anything that you did? No, I'll be quite honest with you. We responded with the data and the information that we had at the time, and really our. Mask mandates were very limited as compared to um, most of their other middle, actually all of our other uh, Midwestern states and our, um, our shutting things down was very minimal. In fact, we even allowed people to do a lot of carry out things and stuff um, to address what individual businesses need. I think that early on, the very difficult part with this was that people were used to getting information about diseases that had been out for a long, long time. And we knew what percentage of people that got a flu vaccine were gonna still end up getting flu and what percentage were gonna get sick and hospitalized. We knew all that. We knew who the most vulnerable populations were gonna be. We didn't know any of that with COVID. So we were responding day in and day out to not only data and information that we we're getting from our state, but also from around the United States and around the world. And it's interesting too because uh, this was like almost like a hundred year uh, pandemic. Um, obviously, as a, as a scientist, as a doctor, obviously, folks research what happened in the past and sort of predict what may happen in the future. How did this pandemic differ? Was the same from the, the last pandemic a hundred years ago? You know, the, the difference was that we had the blessing of having a vaccine out in less than a year. 
that's huge. And if you would have asked me at the beginning of this, whether we would have had a vaccine for a coronavirus that was going to be out and being administered by November, it was only because of the investments in research that had been done for the 20 years before that we were able to do that. But a lot of things did mirror it. We looked back at the the peaks of um, deaths, influenza deaths back from 1917, and we could kind of predict what was probably going to happen even with the COVID um, uh, infections at that time. Um, how easy difficult was it to deal with all the conspiracy theories? Because I know that was a that was, that was a big deal on you guys' part. Right. It's probably misinformation. Yeah, and I think that, you know, I give the governor a lot of credit for seeing the need to be communicating daily with the state of Indiana. Um, and we did that, you know, daily for six weeks and then went to three days a week for a number of weeks after that and two days a week and then one day a week. So the fact that we continuously stayed out in front and continuously told people what was, you know, truth, what we knew to be true, we were honest about what we didn't know yet. but quite clearly what we knew to be misinformations. Um, and it, you know that that is very difficult. It was hard um, to see people coming into the emergency room sick and dying that were at risk individuals um, long after the vaccine was out and they would have had the opportunity to get it. It was one of the harder parts of, of leading the state. Our guest on the program today is Dr. Christine Box, the outgoing public health commissioner. Today is her last day as we record uh, this interview and conversation. Uh, Dr. Box, uh, obviously uh, there was more than COVID that occurred during your term uh, as public health commissioner. What are some of the, the, the accomplishments you folks are very proud of? And maybe uh, what are some of the things that you folks wish you could have gotten to or maybe done a little bit differently in your time as public health commissioner? Uh, I always like to point out that COVID wasn't the only outbreak or infection that we had. It's the only pandemic we had. But, you know, we when I started, we had a hepatitis C and then a hepatitis A. We've had a syphilis outbreak. We've had COVID and then we had monkeypox. So this is a continuous thing for public health and something that we've dealt with for years. I think that the biggest accomplishments that I really look forward to seeing the results over the next three to five years is the fact that we have been able to roll my healthy baby out across the state of Indiana, that our governor and our legislator has supported so well what we've been working on in maternal child health, such that women, every woman in the state covered by Medicaid, if they would like to be connected to a home visitor or family support provider through their pregnancy or in that first year of the baby's life and beyond, sometimes two to three years, um, they have that opportunity. We've got levels of care rolled out into all of our hospitals in the state of Indiana so that every woman and baby that have risk factors can deliver and should deliver at the hospital that is best equipped to, to address those issues. Um, we have in, um, become a member of um, ACOG and HRSA's um, uh, basically protection where we have emergency bundles that have been rolled out in every hospital to address maternal emergencies like hemorrhage and hypertensive crisis and substance use disorder. Um, we've rolled out the Pregnancy Promise Program through Family and Social Services Administration, which is for women that have a history of substance use disorder with um, opioids um, or are currently using so that they can get care. We have extended postpartum care um, and coverage by Medicaid for one year. We went from being at six weeks to um, eight weeks to now a full year so that women that are diagnosed with diabetes or mental health issues or substance use disorder can continue to get their care all the way through that first year and until they're on their feet and can get their own insurance and get back working. Um, 
there are so many things. We have provider um, lines now so that providers all across the state that are dealing with children that have mental health or, or behavioral health issues or even pregnant women um, that have mental health or behavioral health issues, every provider can call in and get support um, from a psychiatrist to help them know how best to manage this pa these patients and how best to treat them. I think I could go on and on. We've done some amazing things in decreasing. When I first started, we were the highest um, acute hepatitis C um, state in the nation, and we are now voted one of the five states in the nation most likely to be able to cure hepatitis C in, in our state um, in the next five to 10 years. So there have been great advances in HIV and hepatitis C and, and all of these maternal child health issues. Um, and I'm just very excited to see how that's going to change and how public health by investing in public health across the state is going to improve the health of all Hoosiers. So more Hoosiers get screened for cancer, more Hoosiers get screened for high cholesterol and high blood pressure and diabetes so that we have a healthier population and, and we will see improvements in all of these metrics across the state. Oh, we got just a couple, we got a couple minutes left here, Dr. Box. Uh, one of the things that I noticed uh, in Indiana, uh, as far as Hoosier health goes, Hoosiers are notorious for our, our smoking rates are high. Like you said, our, our high blood pressure, diabetes, our obesity are high. What is it going to take to get folks to change their, 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 their lifestyle? I think number one, prevention is huge. And that's what public health is all about. Preventing kids from starting to vape, from ever starting to smoke. Statistics and studies show that if we get someone to the age of 19 to 21, their, their chance of starting to use tobacco on a regular basis is, is much, much more remote, much, much less risk. I think also making sure that there's an equal opportunity for every Hoosier out there to be screened uh, for their cholesterol, for their diabetes, for high blood pressure, and then at that time educating them about the risks and getting them connected directly to a healthcare provider at that time is so important. I think if I have um, any regrets, it's that we still have so much to do along the um, tobacco use um, area. And, and that's something that I hope to see our legislators continue to uh, work on over the next um, uh, legislative sessions. I was going to ask you about, as my, as my final question, what is your advice for uh, Hoosiers in the state of Indiana as you step down and go into the next adventure? I think to realize that, you know, we're blessed with one body, one healthy body uh, for the most part, not for everyone at the beginning of our life, but that we need to optimize our health. And that involves watching what we eat and what we drink and how we move and how we exercise um, and getting the appropriate screenings done. And the state of Indiana needs to be there to make sure that that's accessible for all Hoosiers. And as someone who was recently diagnosed with my parents' high blood pressure, I totally understand. <laughs> well, and, and I, uh, I really appreciate your engagement all these years and your support through, with the Governor's Public Health Commission uh, with Senator Kenley and I and the amount of time that you've given us to, to talk about that. Thank you, Abdul. Oh, no, not a problem, Dr. Box. Always a pleasure to chat with you, and hopefully uh, we can pick your brain from time to time as a, as a former Public Health Commissioner uh, just to get your thoughts on what's going on in the state of Indiana. Thank you very much uh, for your public service and everything that you've done over the past several years. Thanks, Abdul. All right, we got it. All right, sorry for the voice. I did the best I could on that. Oh no, Dr. Box, you did just fine. Thank you. I said thank you very much, and I appreciate your kind words when my father passed away. 
Yeah, you know, I, I'm so sorry for your loss. And I'm also disappointed that you're not going to be representing us in the election for the mayor. So I just wanted to let you know that I um, followed you and supported you in that. Oh, no, thank you all very much. I really do appreciate it. You take care. All right. Have a blessed day. Bye now. Bye. This podcast was produced and edited by Chris Spangle and Leaders and Legends, LLC. If you're interested in starting a podcast or taking yours to the next level, please contact us at leadersandlegends.net.